Music from this episode is available on the Twin Peaks Evangelion Spotify playlist. Check the show notes for a link. We now return to How David Lynch Stole Christmas. Hello, I got you a present. It's a thumb. (gasps) Don't look away. Let the fear wash over you. I don't understand. That's the whole point. Now, did you leave a plate of black coffee out for me? No. In the future, please leave a plate of black coffee out for me. Also in the past. Hi, Vincent. Hello, Craig. How are you today? I'm blissful. I feel free. Blissful. How are you? Yeah, that that's very ethereal. Um, I'm feeling okay. So, um, yesterday there was something interesting happening on uh, online. Don't know if you caught this, but uh, our the absolute cesspool of a website, uh, Reddit.com, mm. um, had a and ask me anything or AMA, if you will, um, featuring someone that we know, um, Mr. Kyle McLaughlin. This was on the on the June subreddit, um, which is, I think, probably the only David Lynch film I haven't actually seen and don't really have any interest in. So, <laughs> um, but I did have an opportunity to ask Mr. McLaughlin a question. <gasps> my question is, I'll, I'll read my question out here. <clears throat> Kia ora from beautiful Aotearoa, New Zealand. I'm a longtime fan and TP podcast host. And appreciate you taking the time to chat to us all. A couple of quick questions for you, sir. One, have you ever been to New Zealand? Two, have you ever watched Neon Genesis Evangelion? (laughs) Thanks again, and all the best for your current and upcoming projects. First question is not as important as the second, sir. (laughs) And uh, I actually have an audio recording of Mr. McLaughlin's response, um, which I will now play. (gasps) Yeah, so Kyle was not uh, was not gracious enough to um, answer these questions uh, for us, and you know while one could perhaps put it down to the fact that I asked two questions and not one, <laughs> um, and maybe whatever social media intern he was working with sort of got the instruction to only answer stuff that had that had one question. I want to ask you though, Vinny, what what do you think about these questions um, offended or was too controversial for Kyle to answer? Shit. Does he hate New Zealand? <laughs> I think he he was probably probably looking to vacation one day after finishing a film. He's like, I should look up places. Hmm, I haven't been across the world, huh? Australia or New Zealand? And eh, New Zealand seems small and quiet. Let me look up some stuff about it. Sheep fuckers, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all they're all anime fans down there judging by the second part of that question. So no, Kyle, if you are listening, you know, please do email us. Our email is uh, tpsemicolone at gmail.com. Um, or you can look us up on Instagram. I know you're big on Instagram, um, Mr. McLaughlin. Our Instagram handle is podcast. So yeah, look, hit us up. And, um, you know, you don't have to answer um, both of the questions, but, um, you know, I am keen to know if you've seen NGE. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, because... New Zealand is a precious about this kind of thing. I, I would like to know if you've ever been here and uh, what you thought of it. I do wish you all the very best for your current and upcoming projects, though. That's that's for real. And I am a long-time fan. Like Joe versus Carol um, on Peacock. 
Um, Peacock executives, if you're listening, uh, we can be bought in the form of sponsorship. Um, hit us up at the uh, email address that I've just uh, just listed. While we're talking about social media stuff, though, um, I've been meaning to do this for the last couple of episodes, and um, I keep forgetting. Um, but I uploaded all of our episodes to YouTube recently, um, so that you know those weirdos that listen to podcasts on YouTube can also find our podcast on there. And shout out to anyone who is listening right now on uh, on YouTube. Give us a give us a give us a thumbs up or something. I don't know. I don't know what you do on YouTube. Yeah, the dislike button is is gone, so you can't dislike us. So might as well thumbs up us. Exactly. You know, give us a give us that thumbs up. You know, we crave the uh, the little dopamine hit there. But we did get a really cool comment um, a little while ago on uh, I think on our Fire Walk with Me episode. This is from a user that goes by um, the name Felix Ikari, so clearly a, an Evangelion fan, and their comment reads: "This is the most random and peculiar podcast I've ever seen." I don't know how I got here, and I don't even understand what you're talking about because I'm Brazilian and my English is pretty basic. But you got a subscriber. Success there, friends. <laughs> so I just want to give a massive shout out, a massive obrigado to Mr. Ikari, uh, the president of our uh, Brazilian fan club. <laughs> yeah, hope you're listening, Felix. Um, hope you keep listening, and um, yeah, hit us up. Send us an email. Um, that doesn't just go for Felix. Anyone, feel free to send us an email, drop us a comment, flick us an Instagram comment or whatever. We'd love to hear from Even you. Even if it's in Portuguese, we have Google Translate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can we can work with that. Um, I have spent a little bit of time in Brazil. Have you ever been to Brazil? Have I you? have not. I've got a very funny story about Brazil, which I'm not going to tell. <laughs> I'm just going to tease you with that. <laughs> but no, it's a beautiful place. I really, I loved it a lot. With that out of the way, what... what... Our last episode... We, uh, we we cast a fantasy version of uh, a live-action Evangelion film with Twin Peaks actors. Um, this current episode was born out of a similar idea, but I think shows just how far kind of off the rails we're, <laughs> we're hurtling at the moment. <laughs> Vinny, what, what are we doing today? So to go even nicher, we are looking at the acting roles of the two directors that this podcast is about. Hideaki Anno's performance yes. in The Wind Rises, directed by Hayao Miyazaki, mm-hmm. and David Lynch's mm-hmm. recurring role as Gus in The Cleveland Show. Yes, absolutely. So, like I was saying to Vinny off pod, um, we have the whole scope and, you know, an absolute titan of the animation industry, um, a late a late period uh, masterpiece from them, um, and also a film by an old Japanese dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw that coming a mile away, but I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your relationship with um, with Miyazaki films and uh, in Studio Ghibli films, Finny? So I imagine my relationship is probably similar to a lot of millennial um, anime fans in the U.S. Where uh, for a tsunami, the tsunami action block on Cartoon Network was like our first four way into anime. It was immediately after school, and it mm. would just be like cartoons from the east coming to America for the first time. And one year they had a month of Miyazaki where during the weekend they would air a Miyazaki film. So it started with Nasuka and the Valley of the Wind and ended it with Spirit mm-hmm. Away. I believe Porco Rosso mm-hmm. and Kiki's Delivery Service were the other two. And those were a right. lot of like American anime fans, uh, kids specifically, their first full way into Miyazaki. And I 
love all those mm. movies. I haven't seen Nausicaa since then, but that's interestingly enough the first time Miyazaki and Anno uh, ever collabed. Uh, Anno was a, an mm. animation um, director on that, specifically on a sequence that involved a huge mm. explosion that had to be hand done because okay. it was the 80s. And they're like, we need someone crazy sure. and new. And then Miyazaki met this new up and coming animator, Anno, and said, You want to do it? I'll, I'll, I'll work with you forever if you can do this. He's like, All right. Cool. I've just been getting into um, Ghibli films with the kids. Um, we've watched, yeah, we watched Totoro was our first one. And oh, we, man, My Neighbor Totoro is such a good film, is it not? It's like, a masterpiece. I think it's so sweet and it's so wholesome. It's just, it looks beautiful. <sighs> yeah, I love it. I love it, man. And the kids, uh, the kids love it as well. That's their, it's their favorite one. Uh, we've also seen Kiki's Delivery Service a couple of times. They really, really like that one. They really like Gigi from <laughs> the little black cat from that. He's hilarious. Um, oh, we watched Spirited Away as well. I thought that might have been a little bit scary for them, but they, they really dug it. We watched, it's not Miyazaki, but we watched The Cat Returns as well, mm-hmm. which they weren't into as much. But um, big, fans of, uh, big fans of Totoro in particular. Yeah, love it. So we, we did watch The Wind Rises, and um, perhaps in probably the most... I mean, we're pretty half-assed on this podcast. You know, we don't put a ton of work in, let's be real. Um, but in perhaps the most half-assed thing we've ever done, uh, we didn't actually watch much of the Cleveland show. What we did watch was an eight-minute YouTube video called David Lynch on the Cleveland Show, which was uploaded in 2018 by the channel Barefoot and Independent, um, which is just basically <laughs> every clip of his performance every time he's on screen throughout the four series of that uh, of that show um and yeah we're gonna be talking about it for a little while <laughs> where do you where do you want to start Vinny? which which one do we want to start with do we want to start with um Arno in uh, in the wind rises or do we want to start with david lynch's bizarre turn as gus the bartender let's start with gus because i let me tell you so ladies and gentlemen i on hulu we have the cleveland show so i'm like okay i'll just start watching it and see until he shows up because gus is like the Mm -hmm. owner of the bar that like the central characters like go to so you figure oh he's gonna show up sooner or later i got six episodes in and didn't see him yet so i'm like screw this (laughs) because there are episodes where they're just sitting at the bar talking yet no owner or bartender is there I'm oh, like, well, what? how, how, what, how? And it's this, and it, okay. All right. I watched the YouTube video, but I also did just dial up one episode and I, I looked at the, the Gus um, page on, I think the Cleveland show wiki or whatever, just to kind of see if there was any particular episodes where he had more screen time than anything else. And then started with, and I, I watched one episode from the first season. Uh, it's called the curious case of junior working at the stall. Hmm. Which, you know, The Broken Stool, I think is the name of his bar. And I hadn't seen The Cleveland Show before. <laughs> I had no idea what any of the context was. I don't know what the what the hell was going on. There's, there's bizarre sequences. One thing that reminded me of Evangelion, actually, is that uh, the show does feature an anthropomorphic animal that drinks a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah! <laughs> You're right! <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about the the grizzly bear that wears a, um, a you know shirt and tie and no pants. Which the no pants thing was actually a, a plot point in the <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Strangely, can I just go on a quick tangent, Vinny? <laughs> yes, please. No, 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 Craig, stay on topic. God, I hate when you do this. <laughs> no tangents. 
With your um, with your American accent, how do you pronounce the name of the animal spelt B E A R? Bear. And how do you pronounce the alcoholic liquid spelt B E E R? Beer. Okay. Because <laughs> my wife is infuriated with the fact that the way that I say beer and beer sounds exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> So often I'll often I'll do it just to annoy her. I'll say, um, "Oh, you know, I saw a I saw a bare ass naked grizzly bear, you know, guzzling a can of beer down the street the other day." <laughs> you know, drives me nuts. Um, cool. Anyway, um, Gus, <laughs> what can we say about Gus? It's literally just a drawing of David Lynch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is. And I mean, Lynch has quite a distinctive voice. Like just just watching watching all the disconnected clips of him, so it's just him talking, uh, you know, one clip after another kind of thing. He does emote kind of a little bit, but like he doesn't have like a massive range. He do, he's either yelling or shameful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some there's some clips where he's kind of like you know showing excitement. He's kind of laughing in this real stilted way, or he's <laughs> there's one clip. I don't know what was happening, but he the kid had to carry him up the stairs and he's just going to go, wee, this is wonderful. Like, <laughs> but he just says this, like the same tone, pretty much anything he says. I said, it just, it, it sounds like Gordon Cole with the volume turned down. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> what else can you kind of say about it really? But also there was this one part where he's like directing like a horror movie and there's this woman and he's yelling, directing, run, run. You don't want me to catch you. <laughs> No, that was his, um, I think that was, there was an exercise video that he made. So, so, so his whole exercise regime is that he chases after, after you. And, um, I don't know what to, I mean, looking at what these clips in isolation, um, Gus seems like a very unhinged character. I mean, I mean, from what I can tell he he sleeps in a, mausoleum yeah <laughs> he got up to get the paper outside of his mausoleum <laughs> yeah <laughs> he looks like might have been a halloween episode or something but he like takes the foot off a, a corpse in the graveyard mm-hmm. and then slices it into <laughs> make it into a turkey sandwich <laughs> which he serves <laughs> at his bar what else does he do he keeps llamas apparently yeah <laughs> which is probably a callback to twin peaks when that one llama looks at cooper yeah maybe what else does he do? He oh, he goes to the laundromat and dry cleans his skin. Like what mm-hmm. the fuck? <laughs> and then talks about how he saw Eric Clapton. And... Oh yeah, <laughs> Eric Clapton. Oh, it's so good. <sighs> I mean, I, I haven't I haven't been a fan of Seth MacFarlane's nonsense for you know since I was about sixteen. But yeah, now this show just looks unhinged. And like the episode that I saw, which I think came out in like what 2009 or something like that it's really icky some of it like um i can't remember exactly what happened but like one one of the characters sort of made a reference to how his uncle was a pedophile and then you know just like but just this really gross joke about that and then um there was this weird scene where someone was talking about a microfiche or they're at the library or something and there was you know they were talking about the microfiche and then they it pans over to this dude who's like Looking at a microfiche, he's got his pants around his ankle and he just turns around and does a thumbs up. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm sure it's a callback to 
something, but I, I don't know. It's it was weird. Back in my day, we had overly long fights with a man in a chicken suit. <laughs> but like, how does Seth MacFarlane do it? He gets random people to be regulars on shows. Patrick Stewart is a regular character on American Dad. How does he do it? Adam West was, you know, a recurring role in Family. Carrie Fisher was as well. Yeah. Maybe maybe just tells him that story about how he nearly died in 9-11. <laughs> you hear this? Yeah. I, he missed the flight. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was hungover and <laughs> missed the flight, which ended up being the one that crashed into the Pentagon, or one of them anyway, or one of the towers, I don't know, I can't remember. What I want to ask you though, Vinny, is, um, so, I mean, David Lynch's last film, Inland Empire, came out in 2006. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's making some short films and stuff in the meantime, but um, I wonder if he had a bad agent <laughs> around sort of the, you know, the turn of the 2010s. Because he was in this, he was in, he had a recurring role on uh, <laughs> the cursed Louis C.K. show, mm-hmm. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he was actually really good in that, if you want to look that up on YouTube. He was, um, I think the story arc was that Louis was being offered a role as like a late night talk show host or something like that mm-hmm. and lynch was kind of like the the studio executive <laughs> um who's yeah he's, he's very good in that role but he was also offered and declined to do the role of bill cypher on gravity falls were you a gravity falls fan i saw it as it i haven't watched rewatched it. i saw it in a week to week probably halfway through season one i heard how good it was so then i caught up and then watched sure. week to week until the end but he could have been Bill Cipher. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, um, Alex Hirsch, the guy behind Gravity Falls, was, um, you know, he wanted him for the role and, you know, reached out to him and basically, and, you know, Lynch is going to turn him down. And so I think he ended up voicing the character and basically doing a David Lynch impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is what he sort of said. So I actually watched Gravity Falls with the kids um, as well just recently because i'd never seen it mm-hmm. and, you know i had heard it was really good um and yeah it's awesome like the finale episodes oh. fantastic the like, see you the next best, summer like the best oh, tv i've ever seen god yeah it's, uh, it's beautiful i only found out recently that um kyle mclaughlin had a cameo in that role he was he played the bus driver like right at the very end oh yeah huh yeah, yeah i never knew that but um yeah just found that out just recently yeah so Look, look, I'm just, I'm just scrubbing through the YouTube video with all the clips and I don't know what the context of this is, but there's one scene where it looks like a montage of, I think, Cleveland and his partner or something losing a costume contest throughout the years. Mm -hmm. Because there's one where Gus is dressed like, like a member of Cypress Hill or something. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the next, the next, uh. The next clip, he looks like he's, you know, from Duran Duran or something like that. Hey. And then it's like present day. Yeah. So I don't know. But there's that. There's um, a scene where says the line, say blood, where'd you get those bitches? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I don't know what's what's happening. There. Oh, yeah. There's um, another one where he's at like a lowrider show and like they all got those hydraulics <laughs> on their car and his does yeah. that. He goes... There are no hydraulics. It's just haunted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're ghosts. Yeah. Very funny. I, yeah. I mean, it says a lot that you 
you have this random reoccurring role for David Lynch on the one Seth MacFarlane mm. show that got canceled. <laughs> yeah. He did appear in a Family Guy episode of Cutaway yeah. Gag. You know, how David Lynch stole Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, you know, I, I, I can't understand what motivated him to say yes to this. I mean, maybe he's on the upswing because his next acting role is being in the next Spielberg movie. Yes, that's right. He's going to be in the next Spielberg movie. So hopefully right. some of that talent can rub on Spielberg because, God, you need it. <laughs> God, don't. He's coming after Spielberg now. Fuck. Um, let's talk about, let's, let's drastically change gears. Let's talk about, uh, Hideaki Anno and, um, and The Wind Rises. What, what did you think of the film? So I remember I saw this film when it came out because in the lead up to this film, it was Miyazaki's last film and everyone's like, mm. oh, what's it going to be like? Like, we just know that it's about airplanes and the designer. What's it going to be like? So I saw mm. it and I was like, oh, he made a biographical piece with some like cool little artistic way to show the world, but it was still a bi- biography mm. about a, a man mm. who designed airplanes, and I thought it was amazing. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, really, it had much less of the fantastical elements than you know than his previous works. But um, yeah, again, just you know, what can you say about a Miyazaki film? It looks beautiful, amazing music, um, just great world building. Um, yeah. It seemed weird when you when you told me that Hideaki Anno was you know basically given the the role of voicing this. So it's it struck me as a weird kind of decision. Mm. But um, I gotta say, man, like I the first thing that struck me about um, Anno's performance in this is just what a strong command of the English language he has. Mm. Like he he's speaking English fluently and he sounds. Just like that guy from um, from Five Hundred Days of Summer, yeah. He um, and I mean most, and I mean all the cast does um, speak in English, which is which is weird for a Japanese production. But um, yeah, him especially, I think his his, his performance in that was was really good. And it was really interesting because I'd, I'd seen a few interviews with him and stuff where you know it seems like he wasn't he couldn't really speak English that well. So um, just to see him turn out that performance was uh, in English was was really good. <laughs> Sorry, I can't keep this bit up. <laughs> I hate how long it takes me to realize what you're doing sometimes. I'm like, I, I guess he does say a few things in English. I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, of course, referring to the... Uh... To the um, to the English dub, which was uh, which was done by um, Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> the implication being that I had uh, had watched the dubbed version rather than the subtitled um, version, <laughs> which was not the case. Um, for real though, what 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 did you think about Arno's performance and his his vocal acting there? Because he's not a he's not an actor by trade. No. Or, or anything is he no i only know that he's done like commercials for like japanese television which like anyone should sign up for those because those are so freaking wacky it's like who would who would say no to those so as far as that that's what i know him acting wise but this i think he's great because this character doesn't really have like a big like acting moment it's just a man just going through his Mm. life his struggles 
And Anno gives a realistic portrayal of that, where this man, his hardships mm-hmm. with like depression, which is very much something that Anno has faced yeah. with, or just his devotion. Definitely in his wheelhouse. Yeah, definitely in his wheelhouse. Or like the character's devotion to his craft, which is like, yeah, that's that's definitely Anno mm-hmm. as well. So I think he is mm-hmm. phenomenal in this. And I think it was sweet that Miyazaki would have his last film at the time be starring one of his mm. best friends. Yeah. There, there's a, fa- a couple of famous clips in this. <laughs> of course, there's the there's the very famous and funny clip of um, Arno in the in the recording booth and trying to say the word arigato, and <laughs> Miyazaki's just like, "What are you doing? <laughs> this is pathetic." And he's like, "Are, are you even Japanese?" <laughs> he's like, "Yes, of course." And he's like, "No, you're not. You filthy foreigner." <laughs> it's it's so very funny. funny. And he just. He just turns to some other guy. He's like, "This, this is the guy that made Evangelion." It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But I caught another clip of, um, and I think it was from the documentary that um, that came out around the you know the making of this film. Um, another clip of basically Miyazaki deciding with Arno in the room that Arno was going to do the voice. Yeah. And um, it struck me as really interesting because Miyazaki was kind of saying like, you know, um, I, I like how enigmatic your voice is. And then I sort of goes, oh, is, is that a compliment? <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, but then Miyazaki sort of goes on to say that, you know, all of the other people that have read for the role are all actors. Mm-hmm. And basically they all have the same line delivery. Like it all sounds the same. And he says, oh no, your voice doesn't give away what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting kind of, kind of perspective to have in terms of um, how you would cast a voice talent. It was also pretty much Miyazaki like, I'm sick of acting bullshit. You're real. You give me something real. All these actors and their bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen much of um, Miyazaki and Anno you know, hanging out or doing stuff together, but um, it seems like <laughs> seems like Arno's real sort of passive. Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh, like, oh, okay. Like he's the introvert and the other guy's the extrovert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think it's a really sweet story about how he got cast. Having said that, though, I do have some sort of reservations, and this might be a controversial take, but I don't know if his if his voice suits the design of the character, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, his voice is kind of, it's kind of low and kind of gruff and kind of, um, I, think, I mean, he was, he was a much older man than the character was, right. um, but I don't know, it just didn't quite gel with the, you know, the, the fresh-faced, you know, young man with harry potter glasses <laughs> you know just it just felt a little bit off didn't quite vibe with it i don't know is that is that a shitty thing to say is that a lukewarm take <laughs> i don't know it just didn't didn't quite do it for me craig we're supposed to be fanboys of this shit how dare you have legit criticism i like the film a lot i did it was yeah it was it was beautiful um the earthquake scene oh, like with that, that earthquake on the train so good it looked it looked like it could have been lifted out of a Evangelion rebuild film. Absolutely, like, you know, the way that the city, yeah, like the way the ground sort of rose up and all that. Yeah, it looked like an, like an angel attack, basically. Beautiful stuff, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think he did a fine job. I think I think I think there was just incongruity there between the way that the character looked and um, the vocal performance. Didn't quite gel for me. Yeah. Can't believe. You can't. Other than that, I don't have um, a whole lot more to say. Are you the reason why <laughs> Miyazaki's out of retirement and making another film just to please you? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so he is working on a, a, another film yes. now, right? Yeah. It's a CG what, one. Do we know anything about it? Okay. That's all we know. Do we know anything about the story or anything? Nope. Okay. We only know it's in CG. Okay. But I, I can... Because Miyazaki always... I never believed he was going to be in retirement. Because, like, he, yeah. he, he, he has such, like, a good, like, okay, five years, film. Five years, film. He's so constantly, like, on it. And I, I mm. never believed for one second that this man who could do all this, like, masterpieces of animation can just be like, I'm done. I never believed it. Yeah. So I always figured like uh, he might pass in the middle of this film, but it's been a good bit since the since the wind rises. So it's like, if anything yeah. happens, I'm pretty sure that it's gonna get released because you have to release Miyazaki's last film. <laughs> How old is he? Do we know? Let's. Oh, you don't need to look it up. But um, he's, too late. He's I'm doing it for sure. Here, listen. Uh, no. How old is Hayao Miyazaki? It just gave me his Wikipedia. Eighty-one. Eighty-one. Okay. Yes, he's getting on a bit. He looked good. The clips that I saw of him from, you know, the making of The Wind Rises, which I guess is nine years ago nine years now, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he looked, he looked sprightly. Is he, is he a bit of a fuckwit? Oh, like, is he a bit? I love like, his interviews. He says some crazy shit. Him trashing <laughs> yeah, newer yeah. anime directors like, ugh, they need to go out and live out their lives. They can't just fantasize about drawing. You need to live a life before you make anime. <laughs> Was it was it him that sort of gave that infamous quote about how anime was a mistake? Was it him? Or yes, it, it was him. But that wasn't the quote. It was it was them summarizing his like rant into anime was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know I'm not I'm not going to argue. <laughs> but like yeah, after rewatching this, I'm like yeah, it makes sense that this was in between three point three three and thrice because the entire opening of thrice is just a love letter to Ghibli as a whole. And having watched a few more Ghibli films, I can definitely see. I can definitely see that, like those village scenes and stuff. It's just so very much a Ghibli thing. Hmm. Well, I mean, do we have anything else to say? Anything else we can say about The Wind Rises or the Cleveland Show? Now, if we were to switch them and <laughs> with roles, where it's Lynch <laughs> doing the dub of Wind Rises, oh my god, that'd be so good. <laughs> I need to get this plane smooth. <laughs> oh, look. It's that Italian plane architect. <laughs> I've forgotten the name. Oh, oh, that it's name that Italian plane, plane, plane architect, Monica Bellucci. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, I think we could probably... I think we can make this a nice short episode then, eh? <laughs> Should we do that? <laughs> Let's leave it there. Thanks again to Kyle McLaughlin for not answering my question. Um, thanks again to Felix Akari um, for, you know, flying the flag of Twin Peaks Evangelion <laughs> down in uh, sunny Brazil. I hope you're doing well. Thanks to Hideaki Anno for um, agreeing to voice this character um, in... Miyazaki's film and thanks David Lynch for uh, I, I don't know taking the right amount of mescaline to be able to say yes to your, your agent's <laughs> offer to be on the fucking Cleveland show do you have any music you want to put on the playlist Vinny I was gonna put colors of the wind from Pocahontas <laughs> <laughs> uh, in that case I'm gonna put on colors by Ice-T <laughs> colors colors um sweet all right well, I guess 
Yeah, thank you, Vinny, for your time today, and um, I'll chat to you on the next one. <laughs> oh, goodbye and congratulations. <laughs> See ya.